Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name's Carmen Main, and our guest today is Mary Stone. Mary Stone's a poet and um, we're really grateful to have her here. Thank you so much for being here, Mary. Thank you for having me, Carmen. Um, So I'll introduce her by way of reading her bio. Mary Stone is a poet, singer, songwriter, artist and librarian. She is featured as a spoken word performer in and around Melbourne, including Westward, House of Bricks, Chamber Poets, Red Lobster and several cafes, galleries and bars. Some of her poetry has also been included as part of broader art installations and exhibitions. Mary's work is inclusive of several poetic styles, from freeform to haiku senru, and has been published in anthologies. She's currently working on a manuscript for her first chapbook to be published soon, hopefully in 2018. Mary has been a writer and editor for Pash Capsule, an online magazine about love and provocations. Mary has received several awards for her work, her latest being highly commended for the Words in Winter Contemporary Poetry Competition 2017. She is also the lead singer for Ill-Gotten Booty, a rat bag of Rostia Dostias, whose songs are often a mix of Celtic, American Gothic and folky flavours. You can find Mary performing and making a general nuisance of herself, mostly within the inner Melbourne poetry and dive bar communities. That is quite the bio, Mary. Thank you. That's, I don't know if with the thank you should be the word. <laughs> oh, well, I think it's definitely worth, um, a, a, well, maybe not a thank you, but it speaks so much of your, you know, huge experience in the community and hence why you're here. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. How about we get started with some poetry? Would you like to read your first piece for today? Sure, absolutely. The Lights. Some wait outside the happy lucky dumpling, all Melbourne civil, free the world of their thoughts, stand in delicious, stare themselves into a cloud, talk to the road, listening to their hearts beat out a sink, melt its tar. The lanterns dance in the sun. Forget who's the queen. A party of seven cross before the lights allow. Run in single file. A man skips. The joy of green stops when he reaches the other side. Jeeps and trolleys and crutches waiting for the queue. The staring comp where no one wins. Someone forgot to press the button the politeness of frowns, the annoyance of not knowing who to blame. The hoods and the hoodless, umbrellas and brollies breed. The rain doesn't, cannot feel. No one gets a medal for leaning on one foot. You gave me your best shot last night, said, we're breaking up. The lamppost caught my breath, flickered between life and death. The moon was wrong, could not hold up the sky. I am brave without the stars, foolhardy to think they would move. My music stops. At the end of darkness, I stand waiting for the lights. Wow. Thank you, Mary. 
We've had those nights before, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Too many. Too many to mention. (laughs) But was the food good? Yes, it was awesome. (laughs) That that also kind of takes... Comfort food. Comfort food. Definitely love some comfort food. So, Mary, can I ask, how did you first get into spoken word and poetry and performance in Melbourne? Uh, Oh, Lord, I can't remember exactly... um, how long ago but uh, I was singing with an ex-boyfriend and uh, basically I was the um, the harmony and uh, it was his thing and that's fair enough and I think I got the sense that he wanted to pursue his thing more as a solo thing and I mm. kind of thought I had have been writing poetry and when I say that rather lamely I would say for years but not really explored it properly uh, and not, nor had I explored um, what I could do as a solo artist in some capacity. And I, poetry just sort of spoke to me, so yeah. to speak. And I thought when I first did it, um, that is got up and, sorry, sorry, written stuff, but I hadn't actually got up and spoken, done spoken word before. So I thought mm. oh, I'll take myself off to the Dan. And um, just as a solo person, not with a friend or anyone else around, I just thought, no, I'm going to use the audience as my means a gauge, if you like, to see yeah. if it actually works. A litmus test. That's it, yes, mm. exactly. So uh, I tried that and I've got to say the first stuff that I wrote was pretty woeful. Um, that They weren't, the, the audience were fantastic. I'm just mm. looking at things in retrospect. When you write stuff and you evolve, that's always the process anyway. And we're, we are our own worst critics. I can agree. That's my experience as well, definitely. Yeah. 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 So I, I just began a few years ago by myself and then uh, just liked the community. I sort of found my mm. peeps, if you like. Yeah. I just thought, no, this is where I like to be and what I want to pursue. Perfect. So. Yeah, I can agree again relate to that feeling of finding your people and it's such a diverse community as well that's right I loved that absolutely Mm. they all crack me up one way or another (laughs) definitely (laughs) um would you like to read us another poem I'd love to hear some more okay excellent thank you inertia trampling the garden of please do not walk on I cannot read sign language Left a message on a crowded trampoline. You cannot comprehend footprints. A stroll in the park becomes a strut or a trot. Space boots cannot help our gait. Spaces between unsaid lines. We dance unchoreographed. Now's not the time to walk in tongues. Mm. So how are you going with the um, manuscript and putting your first chapbook together? That's a really exciting development, I have to say, because I'm so looking forward to reading it. Oh, thank you, Carmen. That's, that's, I'm chuffed to hear that, actually. Oh. Uh, yes, it's not something um, that I had thought about. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, yes, I'm going to get published or something. But uh, one of my mentors, Myron Lysenko, mm. um, he uh, in conjunct- he works in conjunction with uh, Kevin Brophy, but it was Myron who actually suggested, hey, you know, for this project, and I'm so sorry, I've forgotten the name of the um, the press that he's working with. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, every year or every couple of years, they select a couple of emerging poets to... Um, 
submit something, a manuscript for a committee of people. Um, and then you get chosen after that, and I was chosen. So. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's was, so exciting. I, yes, absolutely. But it's been a whole, um, when I say but, I should, and it has been an extremely <laughs> awesome experience, but a, a learning curve too for about how um, how one goes about selecting the poetry and um, what works and what doesn't and the admin side of things as Definitely. well. Definitely, yeah. yeah. There's something about performance that is so immediate and uh, I, I dare say I don't have that experience but I dare say the 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 written process of getting it published in a collection is a little bit different obviously and takes a bit more time and yes. a different mindset perhaps. Yeah I had to kind of think to what I would select to um, admire and, and other people sort of help me out about that about sort of what can we put it into themes, if you like, rather mm. than just a hodgepodge of um, any old things chucked together, which would be totally okay, really. But yeah. I think um, he was sort of saying, yeah, a lot of your stuff falls into, say, two major categories, one being family and mm. the other is love or love gone wrong. So, yeah. 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 Great. Well, um, I guess sometimes when you're performing as well, people have that link of you as the performer there and when it's a book it's a little bit different so having another way to link it together so those two major themes family and and love both green and brown um can can help that reader uh you know still relate to you as a poet yeah Mm. um would you like to read us another piece sure perfect thank you seen but not heard Wrestling is a job for boys. I watched Jack Little get his specs smashed yet again on TV. Ironing. Me and my sister alternate this chore. My brothers watch TV. My father makes cakes from packet mixes. We offer feedback. Mum says hers are better. The hedge is always the same shape, clipped. I'm an untidy package. The game I barely understand. I score the winning goal, but told I'm hopeless. Lamb's ears, flannel flowers. I long for skin that doesn't itch. My tongue rasped sore, sucking on barley sugar for hours. The castor reeks of vomit. Don't let anyone call you babe. You'll only end up pregnant. Thank you so much for sharing that piece with us, Mary. Remind me, what was that one called? That was called Seen But Not Heard. Seen But Not Heard. Sounds like childhood, hey? Yes, very much so. Mm. I've had an opportunity to read a few of your pieces and um, I understand that family is a theme in your work and uh, one that I think a lot of us can relate to. How did you come to writing about your family in poems? Is that something that just it had to come out or uh, I think I think it was just something that began uh, yeah something that was in me that mm. did just come out exactly uh, I don't know I can't get escape from it really and every now and again I sort of dwell on a story I mean there's a lot of stories um, as anyone will tell about their own families but I thought uh, I could ramble on yes 
one could say that about my poetry in some respects, I guess, but I found poetry a good way to make it concise too. Mm. Not as a conscious thing, it just sort of comes out that way. It certainly does. Uh, I could get to different points and, of course, when you go through the process, you're editing and it sort of drills it down nicely to um, just the nubs of the thing I need to say. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it's beautiful. And I think, I mean, we all have family like of one kind or another so it's just so relatable as well and um so like describing that bar- the barley sugar like I, I'm just instantly transported back to my own childhood as well oh wow thank you um would you like to change it up a bit with another poem that'd be sure cool great quite different from the other stuff that I've just done This one's called The Cheese. Went to the supermarket the other day and bought blah 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 and stuff and all the etceteras on my list and a few more besides. Got home and thought, The cheese! I forgot the fucking cheese! Ah! What was I thinking? I had other stuff to do and go to. See, who's he what's it up the road about so-and-so? Do X with Y. Find that thingy jobby for tonight's bizzo and charge up thingo's thingy like I promised him ages ago. So no time. No time! Jesus wept. I had enough cheese for the thingy bob slice, thank Christ. But none is spare. Never in my life. Never! I have to have some around just in case. A fridge without cheese is not safe. Just not safe. I did not feel safe. I was obsessed, distracted. Couldn't perform the thing me for that schlep who kept hounding me. Did Y with X instead of the other way round. Couldn't find that doobalacky for tonight's Watson and the watchmacaller for Watson's face went flat. I was a crumbling mess. Began to froth. Fermented inside. Excreted odours, sweats, oils. Discharged from all my orifices. So much so that I made my own cheese on the spot. Called it Mezzalupi. Put it in the fridge. And all was right with the world again. Is Mezzalupi on special? (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Oh my gosh, wow. So if you weren't awake before, dear listeners, you're awake now and probably wanting some cheese. What a poem. Goodness me. Um, Yeah. I've had that moment in the supermarket as well. You get back to either your bike or the car or whatever, and you're like, no, oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was based on truth too. Oh, goodness, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That was just a delight. Um, So, cheese, staple food in the fridge? Yes. Yes. Always. Always. Or that panic button gets flashed for sure. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Straight to love 
listening to 3CR and the show today is Spoken Word. We've just heard a song from Elliot Smith, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, which was selected by our poet today, Mary Stone. Thank you so much, Mary. I haven't actually heard that song for a while, so it was lovely to hear it again. It's lovely, isn't it? Such a touching song and so sad he's no longer with us. I know, it is a sad, sad thing. Um, I was going to ask about music and poetry and how that comes together for you. And um, I know you're the lead singer of a band called Ill-Gotten Booty. How Mm -hmm. long have you been doing that for? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not too sure. Um, I think about possibly four, it could have been five years, I think four years, yeah. Great, cool. And do you have gigs and things coming up? Uh, No, we intend to sort of rectify that in... um, next year you know sometime soon anyway um we've just been busy with one thing or another Mm. members of the bands are actually in other bands as well oh of course so uh and uh claire who's our keyboard player um Mm uh she was in vietnam earlier this year as well so okay yeah cool one to watch for 2018 yeah get out and see some ill-gotten booty (laughs) (laughs) Um, great. So would you like to read us another poem? Sure. Absolutely. 
The Christmas Wheelbarrow Jesus was born in a wheelbarrow. Yes, he was. And Joseph wheeled the boy child round and round in the backyard. Mary was busy peeling sweet potatoes in that blue cloak everyone expected her to wear and glad the blessed ordeal was over. Honestly, delivering the Son of God was no picnic. But history ain't going to say that. It'll say, Mary, you're a saint. Really, she said. I was cussing under my breath. Jesus said, look, Ma, no hands. Mary said, waving back, I know, darling. You can do shit and stuff like that and talk the minute you were born because you're the son of God. Joseph sung pipe dreams to him before the song had been thought of because the people were not ready for such a song to be invented yet. Jesus played pretend drums on the wheelbarrow and placed upon it sanctifying grace. The sacred wheelbarrow now had a reserved spot next to the star of the firmament. When they'd finished playing with it, Jesus told this to Mary and Joseph, who said, That's lovely, dear. How about another ride round the backyard? Not a black hole, not as shiny as a star, but the wheelbarrow mattered. Oh yes, it mattered. Thank you, Mary. Um, was religion and that folklore of, of, of the nativity story and all that sort of thing a big thing for you growing up? Or? Uh, yes, very much so. My dad's, mm. um, oh, I come from a Catholic background, though I would not call myself that. I'm pretty much agnostic, I suppose, though I mm. flip between that and atheism, really. Um, yes, dad was a very strict Catholic, uh, Irish Catholic, he actually believes that the world was made in seven days, which even goes with, I think, the current, well, I don't wish to presume, but current thinking in Catholic um, education. They subscribed to, you know, scientific theory. They, you know, they believed in all that. They taught that in schools. Mm. But no, Dad was very, very strict. So it was very much there in the background and uh, constantly features as little snippets throughout my um, work. Yeah, definitely. I can relate. I am a lapsed Catholic as well and had that same uh, upbringing, perhaps not to that level. Um, but, yeah, what a beautiful piece. And I love the line about Mary peeling sweet potatoes and being expected to wear blue. <laughs> like, yeah, and it says so much about how we hold women, even today, you know. Like, I think that's why I love that line so much because you could – read it on a few different levels so thank you for that yeah that's yeah. okay yeah i get you yeah definitely <laughs> um have we got a couple more pieces to left for today sure yes, yes indeed uh okay i might try this one great mona lisa i look at his book too heavy to take home i'll just copy the lighter bits I see Mona Lisa with sunglasses, the sun on her horizon, a tattoo on her breast. I know how to smile, now that I've seen her. My computer is still shite, but I won't call the IT man. His moods, his moods. My choices today are red biro, purple pen, 9B pencil. I sketch you in my head, tiny cross hatches in purple, Soft rubs after 9B has made the usual mistakes. Underline the eyes and lips in red. 
I think about the hair lip I saw on the train and wonder if she would rather call it pussy lip so that she can correct the perfect, watch their faces for a change. I listen to the clock and count the seconds until home time. 20,536. You are in too much space. There are ugly mofos on this carriage. Can you see me judging? Hear me point the finger? I wish Mona would take off her sunglasses, undress real slow. Her smile might seem her smile might mean more. There's a dead fly waiting to scare me, but I'm up with the worms, down with the possum in my roof that kept me up all night. Wow. Thank you. Um yeah. The Connex, Yarra Trams, all of them. They've got a lot to answer for, don't they? They certainly do. Yeah. I know I write regularly about um PT in one way or another on Facebook, actually. It's sort of just like everybody else. You're sitting on the train. Mm. You're at the mercy of the train, the mm. mercy of the whole system. Mm-hmm. Melbourne, constant track works, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, yes, I vent. And, <laughs> and it's a way that people are sort of forced together that wouldn't necessarily ever see each other. And I think sometimes that's actually quite a beautiful thing. You get to see so many different intersections of society, but... We're very much tested by those businesses because they're businesses. That's true. That don't really um, take people into account. No, they don't. They don't care. No, they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, I can totally relate. I definitely feel the same way. I would love to hear another poem from you. We might, unfortunately, because of time, might have to make this the last one. Sure. No worries. Yeah, this one. It's just a short one. Okay. It's called Dear Tiny Paper Crane. Dear Tiny Paper Crane, Sitting on my desk, trying hard to fly, getting nowhere. No one told you about aerodynamics. Or maybe they did, but you couldn't give a flying. You stare at me, I stare back. When you weren't looking, I took some of your nonchalance and put it in my pocket. For Ron, who couldn't care less. I'm calling you Vaselina after an email I got today from some bird in the Balkans. Hope that cheers you up. Thank you so much, Mary. We've been so lucky to have our guest today here at Spoken Word. Her name is Mary Stone and she's a wonderful poet and artist. Thank you for sharing so much. I really, really am grateful. Thank you, Carmen. It's been an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name is Carmen Main. Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning at 9am to 9.30am here on 3CR. You can find us on your radio, 855 on the AM dial. You could stream us online at 3cr.org.au or you can tune in to our weekly podcast. For more information about Spoken Word in Melbourne or to check out any of the live events and gigs that happen all throughout the city, please check out melbournespokenword.com. My name is Carmen Main and thank you so much for listening to Spoken Word here on 3CR.